millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Film Franchise Fortnite on the Cult Popster Podcast. My name is Richard Martin. My name is AJ. And uh, basically, this is a podcast where every two weeks, uh, AJ and myself uh, have a randomly chosen film franchise, and we give ourselves two weeks to watch and review every film in that franchise. This week, it was the Ace Ventura franchise, and Mm -hmm. right off the bat, before we get into anything else, I want to just address the elephant in the room, AJ, Ventura or Ventura? Um, stick with? My life, my whole life, I've said Ventura, yeah. but I think that's a Kiwi thing. Yeah. Because we also say YouTube, yeah. um, and Americans would pronounce that YouTube, um, cool. and because we've got a bastardized accent, it goes from ch to ch quite easily, mm. like Looney Tunes. Yeah, and, and how we say ch-bro, and in the States <laughs> they say ter-bro. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, because all my life I've said Ventura when referring to it, but in the movies I noticed they said Ventura. Mm. And so Ventura. I'd say just don't expect consistency mm. through this episode. I'll, yeah, I probably won't think about it. Well, I will now. Yeah, sorry about that. Um, <laughs> cool. So um, anyway, this franchise um, uh, consists of Ace of Ventura Pet Detective, which is directed by Tom Shadyak. Um, that came out in 1994. Uh, the second film uh, came out a year later. That is... Ace of Ventura, When Nature Calls, a directed year later. by yeah, only one year later, That's well, about eighteen months later, okay. um, directed by Steve Odekirk. Yeah, I don't think I'm saying that right. I don't know. He also directed um, <clears throat> Kung Pao. He's the main character in Kung Pao. Oh, really? And he did Jimmy Neutron as well. Huh. And um, and of course, the third film was Ace Ventura Junior, Pet Detective. Um, and there is some discrepancies about where the junior goes. I think it's after Ventura. It's after Ventura, because yeah. that's actually his name. But then yeah. I've seen some places say Pet Detective Junior. Yeah. But that came out in 2009, and that was directed by David Mickey Evans, <laughs> and that stars Josh Flitter, whereas the first two obviously starred Jim Carrey in his breakout role. Mm-hmm. Uh, collectively, the three films grossed $320 million. Um, that's not including figures for the third one because it was strapped to DVD and doesn't really have okay. um, box office mojo. Right. Um, <clears throat> so first part of the podcast, um, AJ, mm-hmm. how would you rank the three films? So my whole life, um, we were always allowed to watch, when I was a kid, we were always allowed to watch When Nature Calls, which yep. is the second movie. Um, because the first movie is dirtier, I guess, but the second one's still pretty dirty. Yeah. Um, so I would rank them... Two, one, three. I think two and one are pretty consistent, which, depending on your sense of humor, is either a great thing or a bad thing. Um, And I think that the third one, I mean, I'm not going to try make excuses. It's not a good movie. It's a straight-to-DVD movie. It's not a well-made movie. It's a cash grab that is just an embarrassing attempt to, to recapture the magic of two movies that came out, what, like over 10 years earlier? Yeah, uh, about fifteen years. Yeah, wow. There you go. So yeah. you've you've seen this before. This has happened with Jingle All the Way. 
Yep. Um, this has happened with... The Mask. The Mask, another Jim Carrey classic. Which we'll touch on um, in a moment. Cool, cool. Um, so it's, <laughs> we're not going to surprise you on this podcast by saying, oh, and number three, what a, what a, what a, what a hat trick. Like, it's, it's <laughs> so good. No one would have expected it. Yeah. Um, so do you think that that's how critics would see the three films? I, I don't think critics liked any of them. <laughs> but, yeah. but I think I, I was always under the impression and through word of mouth and like people I knew who watched them everyone seems to enjoy the second one more mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'll just go straight off the bat Ace Ventura Jr. only had a Rotten Tomatoes um, audience score which was 34% it didn't have a critic score mm-hmm. um, and it's IMDB, IMDB rating is 2 out of 10 those okay. are the only two like yep. numbers I could get for it um, interestingly Ace Ventura 1 and 2, almost across the board, critics preferred the first one, but the audience preferred the second one. That's incredible. I wonder why that is. I think, objectively, the first one is a better film. Mm -hmm. But then if if you're on board with the first one, the second one gives you more of what you enjoyed about the first one. Yeah, because fans would have loved the second one. That's what it'll be. Yeah. I thought... um, So, I thought the first one was ranked lower on, on my listing because... It's, it's got what I call Space Jam Syndrome. Yeah. So Space Jam is a pretty bad movie in retrospect. We yeah. loved it at the time. But you watch it now and it's sort of like you want to you go back to when that movie was conceived and see producers go from we're going to make a Looney Tunes movie in space, we're going to make a Looney Tunes basketball movie, or we're going to make a basketball space movie. And somehow they thought it was appropriate to combine all three of those very different elements in a way that doesn't quite yeah. meet. And so Ace Ventura... One, uh, Ace Ventura Pet Detective, for me, was sort of like, it's like all these ideas rolled into one. So he's he's a wacky, eccentric, cartoonishly, like, crazy character, mm-hmm. and he's a pet detective, and there's an actual crime mystery that was almost reminiscent of Lethal Weapon in, yeah. in some places. Yeah. Um, and it's strange, because I could see two of those things being come up with on the spot. Oh, he's a pet detective and he's wacky, or he's a wacky character and he solves a crime, or... He's a pet detective and he solves a crime. It's weird that they rolled all those things into one because they don't, they're not indicative of each other. Because you're a pet detective does not mean you're crazy and have all these strange mannerisms. Yeah. And I thought because the second one is set in Africa, it's a little bit more um, appropriate that he's wacky because it's a quote-unquote wacky foreign It's a fish place. out of water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's interesting you should say that about how the, the inception of the film. Mm-hmm. Um, I did some research into that, and it came up um, <clears throat> one day. Um, I think the director or the, the creator um, was watching uh, David Letterman, mm-hmm. and he had uh, this segment called Stupid Pet Tricks. Mm-hmm. And so the guy had had this idea before about doing like a stupid Sherlock Holmes, mm-hmm. and he um, saw that and thought, hey, what if it's to do with pets? That makes a lot of and sense. And so. Um, that's where it came from. And then the wacky kind of character came from, um, Jim Carrey had a character in, in Living Colour, which was a sketch show he was on, which was like, uh, it was overly confident gay man, I think. Okay. And so that the voice and the, all righty then mm-hmm. came from that character. Okay. Um, and so he just decided to pull it into this film. Um, yeah. um, before we carry on, I, we should probably tell them, tell the audience what they're yeah. about in case they haven't, don't remember them or haven't seen the third one which if you haven't yeah what are you, you doing with your if life? you haven't more power to you because <laughs> so the first one is ace ventura pet detective and jim carrey stars as ace ventura who's a cartoonishly eccentric pet detective and he's hired to help find a missing dolphin by 
um, Courtney Cox, and I just want to go on record and say that early 90s, Courtney Cox is my new celebrity crush because she is stunning um, in this movie. Fun fact is that this movie came out six months before Friends started. Wow. Yeah. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah. But she isn't she... Like, I don't want to oh, say she's, she's hot because hot doesn't do it justice. Yeah. She's stunning in Ace yeah. Ventura 1. Yeah. Um, and Ace Ventura, When Nature Calls, Ace Ventura is now in Africa and he's hired to find a missing sacred bat for an African tribe. Um, that's basically all you need to know. Yeah. Um, and Ace Ventura Jr. is about Ace Ventura's son, um, who was once referred to as AJ, and then never again, <laughs> which I thought was weird. Yeah. Because I was like, cool, it's a way to distinguish between Ace Ventura yeah. and his son. But then they only call him AJ once in the whole movie, and then they call him Ace for the rest of the movie. Um, and he's trying to find a missing panda to exonerate his mother, who was accused of the crime, which sounds like the more complicated plot of the three. And I actually <laughs> I actually found it to be a relatively difficult movie to follow. I don't know yeah. about you. Like, out of all three of them, Ace Ventura Jr. was the one where I was like, what is, what is happening here? Yeah. And also, um, someone who is definitely related to John and Joan Cusack plays his mother. I think her name is... Anne? Um, the, the mother from that film is supposed to be Courtney yeah. Cox's character. Yeah, I was about to which, say that, yeah. Because when she first came on, I was like, huh, that looks like um, Jennifer Aniston and kind yeah. of sounded like her as well. And then, and then it, halfway through the movie, I realised this is supposed to be Courtney Cox's character. Yeah, yeah, because her name's Melissa. Yeah. And that was Courtney Cox's. Which is weird because he has a different... Ace Ventura has a different love interest in When Nature Calls. Yeah. So... Well, it's not really a love interest. Well, he yeah. kind of just sleeps with this woman. <laughs> um, so that means that him and Melissa broke up somewhere between pet detective and when nature calls and then got back together sometime after yeah, and for, before he and had a kid to take his last name yeah well. yeah yeah and then um, oh yeah so Ace Ventura Senior has gone uh, missing in the Bermuda Triangle yeah and, and that's all they they, they, they kind of I guess they my opinion my understanding my assumption would be that they wanted to kill him off but just in case Jim Carrey wants to do another one they can't Mm. So you know, and I, I touched on this last week with um, your idea for a new Lethal Weapon movie. Yeah. You know how Luke Skywalker is the big thing in Episode Seven, yeah. right? Like he's talked about, and yeah. he's not in it till the end. Spoilers. And it's <laughs> sorry, um, and it's it's a, the whole movie is built around yeah. Luke Skywalker. Where is Luke Skywalker? It's the first words on the yeah, yeah. Crawls, Luke, Luke Skywalker has disappeared. Yeah, yeah. Um, and what's weird about Ace Ventura Junior Pet Detective is that they build up. The original Ace Ventura so much. They talk about him all the time. And like he's this legendary character. To the point where it almost you almost feel like if you're reading this plot right, he should show up at the end. Mm. And I'd like if I was in charge, if I was given the dismal task of writing Ace Ventura Jr. without um, Jim Carrey attached I would just briefly mention him and then ignore him because the, with every mention they have of him, the more you just go, huh. Yeah, I must jump Carrie. Yeah, <laughs> but there is a scene in Ace Ventura Junior when he finds um, his dad, all of his dad's clothes, mm-hmm. and you see a photo of Ace Ventura holding um, the baby, and it's shot from the back, so you can't see his face. But you know that was actually Jim Carrey in that photo. What? How'd you find that out? Um, that's actually not true, but wouldn't that be, wouldn't that be a fun fact? <laughs> yeah, it would be. But also, like, why on earth would the directors make the decision to shoot Jim Carrey from the back? Because it feels very much like, oh, they couldn't get the rights yeah. to use his um, face. But that would be really fun. That would be interesting, and that would, would be a good be. bit of trivia. Unfortunately, there's no bits of trivia like that about this film. There's, I could yeah. not find a single thing explaining how this got made. It's yeah. just, like, there was a couple of things, like... Um, 
Ace Ventura 3 is being made without Jim Carrey because your childhood sucks. Um, <laughs> and But there's actually nothing. There's just one one day, March 1st, 2009, this film appeared on DVD and no one knows why. Wow. Like, I... <laughs> I almost feel like I, I only want to focus on Ace Ventura Jr. this whole podcast yeah. because like, it's so easy to talk about. Because, but that's the thing. No one's going to disagree with us. Yeah, because they Who's don't for, know the movie. No, yeah, no one's seen it and no one's going to go, oh man, I'm so glad they're covering everything I also think about Ace Ventura Jr. Peter Yeah. Because I guarantee, like, no one likes this movie. Like, maybe if I, like, I thought about, like, it feels very much like, um, a movie you'd see when you were nine and a half years old. It's the school holidays or summer vacation for yeah. our American listeners. And uh, <laughs> and you're at home, it's the middle of the day, and the, and TV channels are doing that. It's time for the daily movie, and Ace Ventura Jr. Yeah. comes on. Because it's a kid's movie. Yeah, the Colbert Saturday Night feature. Yeah, yeah. Well, not even that extreme. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm not, talking well, like... That, it's, this isn't The Borrowers level. Yeah. Like every <laughs> Is there a sequel to The Borrowers? I will. will we should. That. We should look that up. Um, but yeah, it feels it's it's weird because the first two movies are quite um, mature. They're quite sexual. Yeah. Um, but to, to me, actually, this surprised me because yeah. I wasn't allowed to watch them growing up. Yeah. Um, my dad loved them. My mum hated them. But I just I never yeah. watched them. I was expecting so much more. Yeah. More explicit films. Mm. They're very. They're pretty. Pg-tated. They're pretty tame. They're pretty tame. Um, um, other than gorilla rape and stuff like. Oh that. yeah, but I mean like. What's a movie without a little bit of gorilla rape? But yeah, I think that um, Ace Ventura Jr. at times makes very mild sex jokes that aren't enough to like get anyone in trouble, but also aren't enough to like be funny. And, like it, it comes off as a very half baked, like very strange, yeah. average movie. He kind of Josh Flitter, who played Ace Ventura Jr., never really embraced the character. I was I was expecting like because there is a time like. The whole first half of the movie, he doesn't know anything about his father, and then he learns that the Ventura gene is hereditary, mm. and because, this is so fucking because stupid. Because being annoying and having, having wacky weird hair, hair is hereditary. Is hereditary. <laughs> he wakes up one morning, and he's got the, the classic Ace Ventura hair. Um, but he... Um, and then just for the rest of the movie, he's kind of doing a Jim Carrey impression, mm. but like... I didn't think he was that bad at it. I should say that. He's not the... Yeah, he's not, he's not too not bad worst. at doing a Jim Carrey's son impression. Yeah, well, Ace Ventura impression, I should say. Yeah. Um, anyway, um, I did have a fun game I wanted to play. Okay. Okay, so I'm going to list off a bunch of films. Mm-hmm. You have to tell me what, if anything, these films have in common. Okay. Okay. So you've got David Cronenberg. Are you familiar with the director? Mm-hmm. David Cronenberg's Scanners. Okay. Videodrome, The Fly, mm-hmm. Robocop Two. Mm-hmm. Dumb and Dumber, mm-hmm. Wes Craven's New Nightmare, okay. Scream, yeah. Ten Things I Hate About You, yeah. American Pie Two, yeah. Scary Movie Three, okay. Ace Ventura Junior. Um, are they all written by the same guy? No. Are they under the same production company? No, they're all shot by the same guy. Okay. Same cinematographer, Mark Irwin. That's a that's a wacky like resume. Yeah, and <laughs> you can see this guy. Over the course of his career, <laughs> starts off working with David Cronenberg, Robocop 2, Wes Craven's Scream. Mm-hmm. Like, David Cronenberg's films are noted for their visual style. Mm-hmm. And then slowly, 10 Things I Had About You, okay, he's trying something a little bit different. Mm-hmm. You know, 10 Things I Had About You is a great movie, but he's not really trying. It's not cinematography. Yeah, either. American Pie 2. Yeah. Okay, the first one was good. Maybe you're going to oh, hop on this train while it's, yeah. it's still on. Scary Movie 3. 
What do you... Okay. <laughs> and then as Ventura Jr., what the fuck are you thinking? <laughs> um, Man. Yeah. <laughs> it's... How how did that happen? I don't know, man. To the, this guy's career. Yeah. And it's not even on his IMDb page. <laughs> it's do, you like, think, do you think he, like... um. When when uh, when he like applies for a new job on his resume, what do you, what film do you think he lists first? Do you think it's like Scary Movie Three, The Fly? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, another interesting thing I found. Um, so this could be a fun game to play every now and then. Mm-hmm. Is like uh, link this to our last franchise. Okay. Um, now you might remember from the credits of Lethal Weapon One and Two, our good friend Terry Miller. <laughs> I don't. But uh, I he was on um, the on oh. the first Lethal Weapon. He was a second AD, and okay. then uh, Lethal Weapon Two. He was um, promoted. To first AD, mm-hmm. and he was also first AD on um, Ace Ventura. Wow! That's so awesome. that's um, one guy worked on Lethal Weapon and Ace Ventura. Nice. One. I'm glad. One single guy. Ace Ventura, mm-hmm. synonymous with Jim Carrey. Mm-hmm. Um, he hated doing the sequel. Yeah, I saw he that, yeah. he and he's. This was the only sequel he did where he reprised a character until 2015's Dumb and Dumber Two. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, it was very awkward on set. Um, okay. because he clearly didn't want to be there but to his credit he committed to the fucking character yeah there's like like it's uh, you don't notice that from what you can't tell he doesn't want to be there unlike Spectre with Daniel Craig who you yeah, like well, he, man yeah. you don't want to play James Bond anymore but um, as I say no one you couldn't see anyone else playing this part mm-hmm. it wasn't originally written specifically for Jim Carrey it wasn't like a Jim Carrey okay. vehicle necessarily um, some other people that were considered for the role oh, you may man. ask um one, Judd Nelson, Bender from um, oh, yeah. The Breakfast Club. Um, Rick Moranis. Wow. Cannot completely different. Alan Rickman. No. no shit. No way. Alan Rickman. Okay, let's, let's do some Ace Ventura lines and our, our Alan Rickman impressions. So okay, like, you start. Like a glove. <laughs> is that a good impression? Sure is hot in these rhinos. <laughs> um, <laughs> Rick. Really, <laughs> Mr. Potter. Um, I cannot imagine that. Yeah. Now, should we move on to continuing the franchise? Let's. So this is a segment of the podcast where Richard and I both pitch a new movie in the in the franchise, whether it's a spin-off, a sequel, a TV series, a remake, whatever. Yeah. Um, can I go first? Please. So this this franchise idea came came out of the fact that. These movies came out in the, the 90s, and in 2016, no one in the world would find Ace Ventura funny anymore. No way. Right? This comedy does not exist. Anymore. It doesn't. It, and it's fine, because it's a relic, so you can watch it and enjoy it, yeah. because it's not current. So, based on the fact that no one in the world would find Ace Ventura funny, an Ace Ventura movie funny in 2016, um, my, my new movie is, these are some possible titles for it. It's either called Ace Ventura in Space... Planet Ventura or Planet of the Ace. <laughs> nice, nice. So, um, possible plots were that I wrote down because I couldn't quite nail... This was a very hard story. I came up with like so many different yeah. ideas and this was the one I stuck with. So, um, either Ace Ventura is abducted by aliens in the Bermuda Triangle. That's why he, why he went missing, yeah. as mentioned in Ace Ventura Jr. Um, and the aliens are all really inspired by Ace and they try to attack the Earth, but they all sound and move and dress like him. And he has to stop them or something like that. And, it, you know, so it's like everyone is all, in the, and the whole world is annoyed by Ace Ventura. <clears throat> so yeah. now all these aliens that are all like, Lahoo, Zahar, come down, they all have to fight them. 
Um, or Ace actually finds out he is an alien and was left on Earth when he was born. And that's why he's so weird. That's why he has like a connection or an affinity for animals because that's like, you know, the aliens see beauty and nature more than humans do. Um, or if we can't get Jim Carrey, because I feel like he wouldn't do this. Um, and this is inspired by the very little knowledge I know of Planet Hulk, the Planet Hulk storyline. Yes. Um, so if we can't get Jim Carrey, it's, it's set in the future, like think like alien, you know, yeah, they're, they're space explorers on a spaceship and they find Planet Ventura where Ace was once hailed as king when he was abducted. And the explorers have to survive the hundreds of Ace Ventura-inspired aliens. And maybe, they, I don't know, maybe they're trying to save a pet. Because yeah. I feel like that's a distinct they element that, I've got yeah. missing from all these different concepts. Yeah, so you've kind of pitched a film and its sequel, but you don't need the first one. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it's, kind of, it's like, think Planet of the Apes, but instead of apes, it's Ace. everyone able to Ace Ventura. Cool, good, uh, good continuation there. Uh, well, my idea... Mm-hmm. Um, see, like last week I fleshed mine out, and mm-hmm. you didn't. Yeah. Now you fleshed yours out, and I haven't. Okay. Um, so my one's called Ace Ventura Senior Pet Detective. <laughs> um, and so it's just Jim Carrey returning to the role. but And my whole pitch, well, I started writing it down, and I was like, oh, Jim Carrey's so old now. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he's got a beard sometimes. And he, um, I don't know, has to solve a missing fucking bird. And, um, and then it's just the movie. Um, turns out Jim Carrey's only 54 oh, okay. so it's not even, he's not even that old um, but basically I, I like I like to see Jim Carrey doing his whole physical comedy thing but actually seeing the repercussions of, of being a 50 year old man 54 year old man mm-hmm. putting himself through these situations mm-hmm. um, so it's basically Jim Carrey in some kind of retirement home doing physical comedy yeah. getting hurt cool that's cool I like the like so when I was coming up with an idea for a sequel I came up with um sort of what environments hasn't he been in so the first one is is civil it's like civilization Space. no what <laughs> he hasn't been in sp- oh, no, yeah. right right yeah yeah the, <laughs> the first movie is he's in a he's in a city yeah the second one he's in africa right those are the two basic ones and the third one they throw that out and just put him in the city again but um so like i was thinking you could do a space one as yeah. i said you could do an underwater one you could do a snowy you know snowy himalayas yeah. so you've just basically gone through crash bandicoot levels haven't you? exactly well, yeah no that's that's not not a bad thought um yeah, I, I did actually kind of, personally, we didn't really actually go on to my opinions at the start, but I actually enjoyed the first one being set in Civilization because it wasn't what I was expecting. Yeah. Because because I hadn't seen them before, I was associating Ace Ventura with being in the wild. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I didn't realize that the first one was nothing like that. And I actually enjoyed that the first one was a straight-up detective story, mm-hmm. a la Lethal Weapon. Um, and so, yeah, because I do love a good detective story, and it's like kind of a twist on that but there is at its core it's there's still a solid mystery yeah now there, there is a couple of things i just wanted to, i wrote down and i haven't had a chance to mention yet um mm-hmm. one i just want to show off kind of um so first of all this episode is uh, dedicated to um the guy who played rex ventura whose name i didn't fucking write down but he died in 2014 oh, no. um the rex ventura being ace's dad who only appears in the third one as um ace mm. jr's granddad who explains the whole it's like jacques cousteau was a ventura yeah. um some other animal person was a ventura i'm yeah, sure like, i'm sure on his deathbed he thought to himself i'm so glad i did ace ventura Jr. <laughs> yeah that's his final thoughts and also um a couple of stars um got their start or like had early roles in um <laughs> the ventura movies um first one you will have noticed um ace ventura's landlord is um heat salamanca oh yeah um yeah that's like From i think Breaking that's kind Bad. of known now from back in bed i remember that seeing that 
at the time. And also, part two, I didn't notice him at the time, but it features, and I just want to show off that I learned how to pronounce his name, yeah. Adewale Okinaye Agbaji. Who's referred to just as Adewale. Yeah. The he played Mr. Echo in Lost. Yeah, and he's also going to be Killer Prop in Suicide Squad. Is he? Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, but he's all digged out with shit all over him, so you can't really tell. So, obviously, today's episode was brought to you by Select Beef Stock. Um, get some today. Um, we're not actually sponsored by them, but I just bought some, and um, you know, I'd like them to sponsor us. Um, so, I guess nothing more we can do now other than franchise roulette. Okay. Okay, so I'm going to pull up my fancy random number generator again. Um, I'm going to get it to hopefully say a number out loud. And AJ will then tell us the corresponding franchise, which we will be watching and reviewing over the next two weeks. Yep. Cool. So, randomly generating. 22. And franchise number 22 on our list is... Shanghai Noon and Shanghai Nights. Oh, yeah. Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Two yeah. films I haven't seen before. Um, yeah. Only two should be easy. Um, one a week. One a week. Easy. I, I watched all of the Ace Ventura movies in the first week. Yeah, I <laughs> saved them all for the last couple of days. Um, cool. So I guess um, catch us next week when we're going to be reviewing... Shanghai Noon and Shanghai Night, starring AJ. You're gonna to have to say it. Uh, Owen Wilson and uh, Jackie Chan. Jackie Chan. Cool. So, without further ado, any final comments, AJ? No, that's about it. I think. Cool. Um, sweet. So, thank you for uh, listening to this episode of Film Franchise Four Nights, um, also known as. Um, so we'll be back in two weeks talking about the Shanghai series, mm-hmm. as it shall hereto be referred to. Um, <laughs> If you liked us, um, be sure to subscribe to us on YouTube and follow us on SoundCloud. Also, check out the website cultpopture.com, which has loads more content like podcasts and videos and blogs about the media. Uh, if you want to contact us, uh, if you've got any franchise suggestions or um, you know any thoughts or whatever. Um, tell us why Ace Ventura 3 is the best Ace Ventura movie. Yeah, watch it. Tell us what you thought. Um, you can tweet at cultpopture or email us at cultpopturemedia at gmail.com. And um, remember to pick up some select beef stock and um, at the counter tell them that sent you for 50 cents off. Bye. Bye.